Slap it up and put it down, folks, before we get to this episode. Justin, we got some new Patriots. Oh, shit. You know what we got to do, Brandon? Yeah, it's been a while. I didn't... I don't think this is going to happen, but folks keep signing up for Patreon at patreon.com slash media popcorn to help the show. And, you know, y'all get to get a uh, Mr. Elba on the, on the line saying your name, Justin, the call going because through. How's it going? Oh shit. I didn't even know it was ringing. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm here. Justin uh, dog. Yep. How you doing, man? I know you got the Apple TV plus uh show coming out soon. How you feeling? Yeah. I've always got something happening. You know, it's great. It's great for my career. Great for my family. How's your family, Brandon? Uh, they're all right. I mean, they're like they're a little lost, but you know, who isn't these days? Uh, but have we you do. Have you drained your bowls and your wife yet? Have I brought my bowls and my wife? Have you drained your bowls and your wife yet? My the child. That's disgusting, sir. Why don't you go back to eating your tea and crumpets? You fucking has been. No one saw that Luther movie. I'm, I'm asking if you've actually had sex. Of course, have I've had, had sex. sex. Are you sure? I fucked a lot, man. I fucked as much as you. That's not what Tati says. Oh, oh, shit. He just chill out, bro. Chill out, bro. I'm going right. to kill this nigga. <laughs> okay. Idris, you need to Folks, tell him, sign up for Patreon so I can buy a flight <laughs> to go fucking kill Idris, okay? <laughs> Patreon.com slash media popcorn. Here are the names. The first up is returning Patriot, Zach Sheely. Zach Sheely, you left us. You're back now. That's what matters. Welcome back to Patreon. Thank you for being a Patriot once again. All right, another returning patriot we had is Philip Saprio. Philip Saprio, yo, you're a patriot. Once again, you're back. You left us, now you came back, and that's what matters. Thank you for being a patriot once again. You are a king. All right, and then we have a new patriot, Edward Kraft. <laughs> Edward Kraft, I love your macaroni and cheese. Actually, I don't because I'm a black man. But... I love the fact that you're now a patriot, and that's what really matters. Thank you for being a patriot. Thanks for joining this, and you are now a part of an elite band of wonderful people who support this show. Thank you for your patronage. Chichi the bang bang, and then also, uh, Dwayne recently edited their pledge up to fifteen dollars. So thank you, Dwayne, for that. Remember, folks, you can play around with the different tiers. It gives you access to different levels of content. So take yourselves over to patreon.com slash media popcorn. Idris, you can hang up now in case you haven't gotten the hint. I'm not even saying I'll goodbye. Stay. I'll stay. I'll stay until the sun rises. We don't what's... find out if you're a nigga vampire. <laughs> what did you just <laughs> Jesus Christ? Idris. What is Do you want to recant that? You're gonna you're gonna lose your career. Just come back on the mic. <laughs> I'll find out if you're a nigga vampire. I'll stay till the sun rises. <laughs> I I don't, I'm speechless, Idris. I whoa. I just never thought you're having a Will Smith moment right now. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> never be your heroes, folks. <laughs> <laughs> now here's the episode. <laughs> Medium popcorn. We are two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brandon Collins. That's me. And Justin Brown for your movie. Popcorn. You haven't seen it, well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pissed, it's all your fault. Uh. Since you've been gone, since you've been gone. Guardians volume. Oh shit! I fucked that Brandon, up. Brandon, what are I'm you doing? I'm trying to do the song from the movie and the trailer, but all right. So hey, everybody, it's Eddie Collins. <laughs> Guys, it's Justin Brown. <laughs> I love the soundtrack. Uh, Brandon's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do this when we're not in person, man. I can't feel. We can't feel the vibe. You know, folks, you don't know this, but when Justin and I record it in person, kinetically, you know, uh, telepathically, phonetically, <laughs> telepathically, we sometimes can, you know, figure out. What songs we're about to sing and stuff, you know? 
that is a falsitude, everybody. So if I start singing Malcolm Mc, Michael McDonald right now, you're not going to join in with me and know exactly what I'm going to do? Well, because I know the about Michael McDonald uh, songs. It's like we're, it doesn't, it's not a thing where we both start singing the song at the same exact time. That's not how it works, Brandon. In my, in my mind. Phonetically. In my mind, that's how it goes. I always feel like we're, uh, we're, we're meant to be like that. Um, but folks, we're doing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the supposed final chapter, at least in the game's gun, James Gunn iteration of these characters, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, to use a phrase that ju- Justin's made very popular on this podcast, I, I, I like this movie. I like it a lot. But I do feel like we were honey-dicked. Oh, yeah. Oh, the honey-dicking is real. I, I think, uh, you know, and kudos to the marketing because it definitely got my ticket. Because mm-hmm. I was going to see this movie anyway. Like, because it felt like it was going to be separate enough from whatever they're building with the King thing where it could just be a fun, like, wrap up for these characters. Because, you know, Batista's yeah. been very vocal about, I'm out of here. And that's like, you know, it maybe is correlated when Jade's gun first got fired. But no matter what, it just seems like he's like, I'm kind of over this. Like, I'm good. Um, Chris Pratt had said something similar. So I'm thinking for the marketing. Okay, so some people are going to die, and they're probably just going to be like, you know what, let's just go all do our own thing because, you know, the, the band's broken up. Yeah. And uh, spoiler, everybody, no one dies. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rocket mm-hmm. comes close. To, I mean, it's kind of weird that Rocket was, like, knocked out the whole fucking movie until the third act, but yeah. we did get Baby Rocket, which was worth the price of admission by itself. Smart it Baby was. Rocket was so adorable. It was everything that a lover of <laughs> oh raccoons God. wanted to sing. I just walked myself into this. Oh no! Yep. <laughs> it was it was my best friend <laughs> called Cooney the Super Coon right on the big screen, and like and I remember after I saw this movie and I texted you guys and I said to Yuvia, I'm just like, see, you see, you get it now, don't you? And everybody's just like, yeah, I want a raccoon too. So y'all have been fighting me on this but, for years now, but now you understand why raccoons are the cutest thing to ever happen to uh, mankind. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, baby raccoon, when you get the backstory, is like baby rocket is like incredibly adorable, um, but he's also shown to be a raccoon when he rips the high evolutionary's face off. Because yeah, once course. you once you saw him, the young high evolutionary, and shout out to that brother, because like he killed it on Peacemaker, and I guess that like mm-hmm. blew James Gunn's mind. He's like, you need to be the villain in my movie, and yeah. like uh, we'll talk about the trivia, but like I guess Warner Brothers allowed them to film like his uh, his tape for Marvel on their studio. Mm-hmm. So then, in return for Guardians, they allowed him to film the Justice League uh, tag at the end of Peacemaker or something like that. Um, it was like a mm-hmm. tip for tat that you found in the trivia, but. Dude, he was awesome as the High Evolutionary. Like, I've seen some folks that even petition to be like, make High Evolutionary a King variant, and then that dude can take over for Jonathan Majors. Because he killed it. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought he was great. He but when you saw him in the early flashbacks with that fade, and then you saw him later on with the, like, the Botox stretch, I was like, oh, Rocket jacked him up. Oh, yeah, he jacked him good. Mm-hmm. He jacked him up good. But then again, that dude, you know... You know his 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 do uh, ain't it <laughs> his normal everyday do ain't it? But you know. Oh, you talking about the I'm original like, haircut when he looked like Prince? Well, no, I'm just talking about that actor. You know, you know that that uh, his cuts not uh, yeah, it, it, it's it, it's a little wild. It's a little wild. But you know, at the same time, I, I, he's doing a great. He did a great job. He's a great actor. It was great. But, you know, I'm gonna show. So. Yeah. Just, Justin, are you, is your iPad plugged in still? No, because your your signal is lagging again. Like you, it, I, I messaged you earlier. Like I'll I'll just edit this out. But okay, fair enough. Uh, is it better? It's better now. Let's just keep going, and then I'll okay. me or UVA will like message you if it's a uh, cool. stuff. Um, but yeah, like the performances in this were actually really great. I mean, Bradley Cooper, fucking. Great voice acting. I mean, the the stuff they gave Rocket was my favorite. Like, Rocket's my favorite Guardian character. So, the fact that it was kind of revolving around him. I mean, even just, like, I don't understand the inconsistency with these Marvel movies now with the graphics, right? Because we open with Rocket walking through nowhere, listening to uh, Creep, 
And it's like one of the like most poetic, like it's such a beautiful like one shot. Like I was like, what, what's going on? Why does James Gunn get a different budget seemingly than freaking uh, uh, Doctor Strange 2, Sam Raimi, than uh, what was the most recent Marvel movie we just saw? That we were like, oh, uh, Ant-Man 3. Thank you, Yuvia. Yeah, Ant-Man 3. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me, like, the inconsistency and, like, how smooth the graphics are. Well, I think part of it is just the fact is, who's a director, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're, you're going to throw money at anybody and give them what they want, it's going to be a James Gunn. Everybody else has to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I guess for Doctor Strange too, like that's Sam Raimi. He's like movie royalty. And then Ant Man three. By the time I get to Ant Man three, you would think like, hey, I've done two of these. Like, give me, give me the good graphic designers. You know what I mean? Because mm. Guardians, they got the eight. Like, I mean, the costumes alone were fucking amazing. Like, amazing. I was fully immersed in this world. Unlike Ant Man, where we're like, this feels like a Star Wars ripoff. The yeah. Guardians, everything of the Guardians thing. I'm like, this fits the aesthetic they've been building since the first Guardians. Like it all fit. Like the music fit, the the characterizations fit. Like everything was just so like. But I guess that goes to the creativity of James Gunn, like you said, Justin. Yep. You know what I mean? I I, I guess and I like to Yuvia's point in the chat. Like you know, Gunn had some people backing him up, especially when he was fired for a minute. Like when he was fired, like the essential, the entire cast wrote a letter and essentially said, "We don't want to do it." Yeah. Which is why we got this movie, and this is the longest, I guess, period between a uh, Marvel movie and its sequel six years between the guardians two and guardians three because for me that is the reason probably why one of the storylines just didn't hit for me and that was the whole adam warlock thing like i think that after like based on what i know about that character i think he did a decent job and made him kind of like this aloof like creation or whatever but that shit should have happened like at the beginning of the thor movie like thor love and thunder because like you know what i mean because Unless Adam Warlock was blipped as well with everybody else, he should have been looking for this crew like since like Infinity War, right? Because Infinity, it's Guardians two, Infinity War comes after that, then Endgame, and then you have the tag with the uh, the Guardians at the beginning with a uh, uh, Thor, uh, Love and Thunder. Well, I mean, at the same time, uh, all the Guardians, with the exclusion of Rocket and. Um and and Nebula. and Nebula were all blipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- th- there's a five year. But they were uh, looking for Rocket. What's that? But specifically the the high evolutionary, we find out he created the gold people for the second movie, who are then yeah. looking for the Guardians to get revenge for the second movie. But particularly they're going after Rocket because Rocket's the one not only who stole their shit, their orb or whatever, but also the high evolutionary has been apparently looking for this dude for. God knows how long, you know what I mean? Yeah, but at the same time, it is like with the blip happening, we don't know if the the high evolutionary also got blipped away. We don't know, like, there's so many things That's that happen. Point. So, like, that That's can throw point. turmoil into yeah. everything. So we don't even know how many of the, you know, uh, the weird gold people got uh, got blipped away. So it's like there's there's so much uh, that has to be, that, that can be explained mm. by the blip. That's a good point. And also yeah. because Adam uh, Warlock, is an unfinished product because he came out of that incubation early. Mm-hmm. He's still, his character is still growing. So like, yeah. as the movies go on, he's still going to grow. He's going to still, he's going to attain more of his powers and he's going to get strong. So he's like a human Groot, essentially. Like where he, like he has to grow like into his full. Yeah. Cause Groot by the end of this is like a fucking, like a, one of those things, Kajus, the things from Pacific Rim. Like he's looking like a wood version of that thing. So I, 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 I was listening to uh, another podcast and I can't remember the name of it right now uh, because I listened to a bunch of things. Uh, but uh, the they voices in your head. head. Shut up. <laughs> uh, so uh, basically Groot's. Uh, so baby Groot is actually Groot's son. Yes. Yes. This yes. isn't the same Groot that we knew from the beginning. Exactly. The first one. So, yeah. so baby Groot is uh, Groot's son. And uh, Groot's, um, because Groot was born on his home planet, his size is then, you know, and he matured on his home planet. Yeah. His size is, is actually, you know, indicative of, you know, of someone in the home planet. Be, but because baby Groot grew up on a, 
uh, on a ship, you know, and out in space and things like that. He's not subjected to the atmosphere and, you know, the gravity and things like that of his home planet. So he he can grow much larger. Okay. Got and it. so this is actually um, paying homage to, oh my God, it's, uh, it's basically an evil Groot. Uh, which is like King Groot or something like that, okay. who, you know, has like horns and things like that, who's, you know, super powerful. So like it's it's kind of paying a homage to that group. Nice. Okay. At okay. the end. Yeah, with the, the tag at the end when they play the Come and Get Your Love, which just brought a big mm-hmm. smile on my face when they did that, brought it full circle. I was like, I like what you did there, James Gunn. Um, okay. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I did love James Gunn, and this is – this is like the one danger I, I think of him doing all the stuff he's doing and tweeting and responding to everything. Uh, I think he said he's going to stop though, but he did say when Vin Diesel finally gets to say something besides I am Groot at the end, when he says, I love you guys, that's supposed mm. to symbolize that we spent so much time with Groot that we now understand Groot. Yes. The same way that like later in the movie, like uh, Gamora, yeah, uh, no, no, Gamora, remember, oh, no, she's Gamora, like, I don't like understand Gamora. what this dude's saying at the beginning when they first meet because this is a new Gamora. By the mm. end, she knows what he's saying, and I thought that was really sweet to be like, "Now we like you're you've been with this character long enough, where you can actually like we'll probably give him more words to say because you're supposed to understand Groot language now, yeah. which is dope. I think that's like a really cool like thing they did. But nonetheless, Marvel, you still honey dates me. I thought some niggas were gonna die. Mm. No one died except I mean Rocket's friends. That was incredibly sad. But at the same time, we don't know those niggas. We just met them thirty minutes ago. We know these people. For hours, kill somebody. For years, man. For years. For years. I thought for sure Drax was gonna die when he got that that laser to the chest. Yeah, in the back. So he got in the in the chest and then in the back. Yeah, I was like, oh, he go he goes downstairs. He went down like Ricky from Boys in the Hood. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky. I mean they got fucked up in this movie though like from the beginning when Adam Warlock came and crashed through nowhere he was fucking up I mean he's the reason why Rockets knocked the fuck out the whole movie well (laughs) Rockets on the fucking edge of glory if you know what I mean Jesus Christ (laughs) most of Rockets story is a flashback because he's knocked out he's on the verge of dying um I mean, it was fucked up, though, like, the fact that, like, it showed how smart Rocket is and that he got abused for being smart, which is so fucked up. And then, um, you know, he had that whole, like, the reason why he's always, like, stealing shit is because they're parts of the people that he, like, the animals and creatures that he was with uh, in the prison, which is so fucking tragic and sad, man. So uh, a part of me feels like, uh, Rocket's story is kind of even on a take of like maybe like childhood childhood uh, geniuses stars and things mm-hmm. like that because they're treated the same exact way. Mm. So it's like you know they they do they they show their except how exceptional they are and then we spend the rest of our time picking them apart and 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 uh, you know poking and prodding at them you know, to, uh, to basically say that they don't know anything yeah. or to just see what we can get, uh, get out of them. Like, so like watching rocket, I was just like, you know, he's like, he, he's that not childhood. Sorry. As like these, um, gifted children. Yeah. Yeah, man. It just, it, it brought layers to that character. And like I said, like he's my favorite guardians. He's like definitely in my top five of the MCU characters. Um, cause I think just the animation compared with, Bradley Cooper's wild ass New York accent, whatever the fuck he does. Like, yeah. I just think it's a great character. Like, I I, uh, I think about Endgame when um Paul Rudd, you know, like they're all going through like the time travel plan, and then <laughs> he's like, all right, so then uh, me and Thor are gonna go into space, and then Paul Rudd's like, space, space, and he's like, oh look, it's so cute when it thinks. <laughs> I was like, yo, like <laughs> this rocket just raccoon just fucking roasts everybody all the time, and yeah. it works. I don't know how it works. I don't know why it works, but I I was happy to see Rocket live. I was surprised that he was made the new leader when Star Star Lord's essentially retiring. He's like, yeah, well, I'm done, bro. Well, uh, technically, Brandon, he has been the new leader of the Guardians because he has he has the more he has the most skill set. Uh, like, he, yeah, he's able to. No, no, no. He has the most time as the leader of of the Guardians. He, he his um. 
uh, his, uh, I guess, his time as a captain of, of that ship mm-hmm. is uh, uh, oh, because of the blip. Long- exactly. Got it. So he became this a captain at that point. So technically, he's been the leader for a minute. Once the you know snap happened, everybody can, you know the, the reverse happened. Start, like they came back five years later. It's like he has to fill everybody else into what the hell was going on. That's true. Yeah, I mean, Eve is part of the Avengers, which is wild uh, for that that blip time and stuff. I mean, it is cool because that means that they can keep rocking around for those stories. Yeah. Um, you know, Drax and Nebula, I think their story, their their ending was kind of complete with like they got all the kids from the high evolutionaries place and they're going to rebuild nowhere and it seemed like that's a good place for those two characters to kind of like stay and if like they wanted to at least for like nebula you could check in on nowhere and she'll pop up or something like that yeah. be like, oh drax is with the kids or like they yeah, have a out, right? father again exactly they're, they have an out where it doesn't really add too much to the story going forward and then uh i was I was kind of let down by Mantis's story. She just went away with these squid monsters. She's like, I'm going to explore the universe. And I'm like, we just had the holiday special where you and Star-Lord found out y'all were realized you were siblings. Like, okay, I guess. Yeah, just go off into the galaxy by yourself. Well, I think, you know, it's just the fact is like she wants to find herself. Because if she just found out that she's Star-Lord's sister, it's just like there's so much to her story that she doesn't mm. know. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, Ali in the chat said they will be good for the multiverse. Uh, and remember, folks, if you sign up a Patreon at patreon.com slash popcorn, you can join us live when we record these episodes. I was thinking of that, too. I was like, these monsters are going to be for something like, you know, uh, King Dynasty or something. Yeah. Or Secret Wars. Like, all these things are going to come into play with, like, these monsters. And whatever whatever's sticking around, that's obviously going to come to play with, like, the big bad of the saga, which... We have so many powerful beings, like, like you said, Justin, with the Ant Man review, they fucked up that Kang characterization, because I was thinking about like between you got Shuri, the fucking uh, you got Thor, you got Thor's daughter now, like the Gore God daughter, right, who has her own mm-hmm. powers. You got freaking uh, Ant Man, the Marvels, and it's like King hasn't proven to be that powerful. You know, well, like but that's but that's the thing, Brandon. I think they blew their wide a little bit too early on that. No, 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 no. But that's the thing. That's the, that's that's the catcher. You now have all of these very powerful people, right? Yeah. That all popped up. Now, when Kang starts taking them out easily, that's going to give Kang uh, Kang the rub. Okay, so he has to start taking. So we have to. Add, we do have to start seeing some depth soon. Is what you're saying? Yeah. In order for that to work. It can't be this yeah, big out like seeing some deaths. I just or it has or to be it has to obliterate uh people and like really like it was like we we uh Thanos got the rub when he beat the shit out of uh Hulk. The Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, if anywhere I knew I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Yeah, when he beat up when he beat up the Hulk like that, you were just like, Oh shit, this guy's serious. And it's like, oh yeah, and you know, Hulk was was giving it to him. He's just like, yeah, okay, let's stop playing. And then just easily uh, manhandled him. That's what Kang's gonna do. And now you have all of these secondary characters who you're like, oh, this guy's really powerful and such. And then all of a sudden, he's gonna come in and he's just gonna make easy work of people. And you're like, holy shit, this guy's something different. Okay. Well, I mean, at, at least that was the whole idea before you know yeah. uh mr majors decided to be a major piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very true i mean i didn't know that the high evolutionary is still alive so there is a possibility for you to kind of do some wiggle room to have some wiggle room with that and like possibly i think that's the only thing is the ant-man post credit i'm sure marvel right now is kicking their kick themselves right now for the post credit scenes they had an ant-man 3 because i think if you hadn't had that if you had had those two post credit screen uh, scenes, there's a way where you could still do Jonathan Majors is like one take of this character, but then mm-hmm. we can do a whole other visualization of who King is. Cause I think they're kind of doing that with the Peter Parker and uh, soon to be like uh, the guys from uh, who's the dude from fantastic four. Uh, the, Stretchy dude that John Krasinski played. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Mister uh, Fantastic. Yeah, Mister Fantastic. They they're gonna do that. So like, I think they could have set it up, but because you had that fucking Council of Kings all played by Jonathan Majors, we literally saw hundreds of versions of him. So now it's like, well, yeah. Well, I mean, but at the same time, they can. I mean, I mean, uh, Disney actually took him off of like a major billing. Of, oh, they took him off uh, of all the promo. 
Yeah, of Ant-Man 3. And I don't even think like he's that. on so the, can, the DVD cover at this point. Yeah. So they, they can literally just, you know, superimpose somebody's face on his and, yeah. and, and things like that. Like they can, and because that was uh, a post-credit scene, that's something easier for them to kind of uh, do away with. But like yeah. also that could be, you know, a, a Council of Kings uh, from a certain area. There could be more, oh, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a way to do like a post-credit scene of the new season of Loki where it's like a new king. And he's like, oh, that's just, a, those are the kings from this one universe, and I destroyed them. I'm the yeah. new king. You know, you could do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as long as you don't have the dude saying it like that, like in a weird British accent, that'd be, that wouldn't be threatening at all. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed the Drax stuff in this one. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Like, I enjoyed all the comedy and then, like, the, the heart. Like, because Star-Lord is fucked up. He's fucked up for a bunch of reasons. And I think Chris Pratt, Pratt played it a little darker than I was expecting. Because it's kind of like you're dealing with a dude that's reckoning, not just with the fact that he lost the love of his life, but also that he kind of destroyed the universe. Yeah. And then <laughs> she's back. But she's not the woman. Yeah. But she's not, not the woman that he loved. So he has to look at her and be reminded of the fact that she that that she that that's not her. Yeah. Mind you, before and, all that happened, his dad tried to kill him. <laughs> so yeah. he's a well, little jacked up. And then on top of that, he's just you know he really has you know uh, no family. Uh, he's uh, been uh, he's been uh, running around the universe, so like nothing really matters to him. He went to Earth for what Infinity? Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, uh, Endgame. Yeah, he went to Earth for Endgame, and then he immediately had to get out of there because, yeah. like, you know, like I imagine, like that was probably tough. Him just being there for Endgame is like, oh, I haven't been back to Earth in thirty some odd years or twenty whatever, yeah. and then now it's like here I am back in space. It's like, what's my purpose? Yeah, man. I mean, I I got why he was like, I'm going back home. I'm gonna meet my grandfather who I ran, like, you know, who, like, I ran out of the hospital room. Because his impression was that the grandfather pushed him out. But I thought he ran out as a kid. Yeah, yeah, I think he ran out. Like, his his mom gave him the tape uh, the tape player and stuff, and then, like, the machine started going off, I think, and then he the kid runs out, and that's when he gets abducted. It's not like the grandfather's like, get the hell out of here or whatever. Yeah. Like, I never got that. Because I always thought that that was what was so tragic about it. It wasn't like... Where he like um, wanted to get out of that situation, he just like was a kid dealing with grief and having yeah. to get abducted, which I thought was always crazy. Yeah. Um, but then when he goes back home, you got the post post credit scene with just him and his dad, his granddad, just eating cereal and having a boring mm-hmm. ass day. I'm like, that's gotta be weird because, like we just said, all the shit he's been through, and then you kind of help to re like to re uh, to save the world. And now, and now you're just like a grandson again. <laughs> you're just a grandson who's gonna be told to like you're clean, just a dude. clean the lawn and shit. What kind of yeah, job I mean, is Star Lord gonna mean, get in the real world? What could he do that's like valuable to Earth? You be a road the yeah, chat thief. <laughs> go right yeah, to Corab and he go file that. Uh Earth jail is a lot different than space jail. I guarantee yeah, right? it. <laughs> I guarantee it. Well, you and he's still from the wrong person, then Hawkeye is coming after him, and yeah. that's not going to go that well. <laughs> yep. Okay, you meet uh, brothers like the dude in the video I sent you last night, Justin, uh, called, I think that guy's name is DeMarcus Lamont or some shit. He said he's a, a Dom top. Yeah. Yep. You don't yeah. want to find those in prison. Mm-hmm. That was, that was such a disturbing video. Yeah, thank you for sending that to me. Oh, of course. You know, <laughs> uh, well, of course, Justin. But yeah, seriously, what would Star Lord do? Maybe he could work at Trader Joe's. I could see him working there, and bagging up them good groceries. Mm-hmm. And then someone's like, takes a picture of him. Like, well, didn't you used to be a Star Lord? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, aren't you? Weren't you an Avenger? Well, I was never an Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> weren't you also at a Cosby show? <laughs> um. But yeah, that'd be like, I could see that happening. That actually be a really funny way because you know he's going to get bored because at the end it says, uh, you know, the. Yeah, he's going to return. The famous Star Lord will return, which I we were all like, oh shit, because I thought Chris Pratt was done. Actually, to tell you the truth, uh, 
his uh the best team up for him would be ant-man oh really because they're both thieves Ooh. and they both are like normal guys who like really just you know and and they're going back to like tr- uh, try to be normal people after everything happened mm. so like like i think that their their uh, stories are like the closest to each other oh that makes sense oh that's a good observation Okay, we're getting somewhere. So, uh, Starfire goes, Star Lord, Star Lord hanging outside of the Chinese theater getting money for uh, Ussies or Lucy's. I don't know what Ussie is. Lucy's? UV is saying in the chat, oh, wait, no, that's Lisa. Lisa in the chat saying, Ussies. oh, selfies. Oh, okay. 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 That's, what, okay. that's why you all have to join us live, everybody, at patreon.com slash media paco, so you get to join us. In the chat, you could t- and you could tell us why we're so stupid. Oh yeah, I love hearing. <laughs> I've never heard of Uzzies. I've never heard of it either. I thought she was trying to say something that you know was a P. Yeah, I, I thought I, it was I, a typo. Star Wars buying pussy. <laughs> 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 He's getting that man pussy out there. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But yeah, I mean, Star Lord's gonna have a rough time because, in theory, if you know, based on uh the fucking Hawkeye show. And stuff. People know about like what the Avengers do, mm-hmm. and so it, wouldn't people know that Star Lord kind of is the reason why the snap happened? Yes, it all worked out. Yeah, but at the same t- at the same time, Star Lord is more of like the space team, so he's not as well known as everybody, uh, you know, on the Earth Squad. I don't know, man. I feel like I would have a I would have a mark on that motherfucker. I'd be like, you're the reason why I lost five years with Lacey. You know what I mean? My wife remarried an NFL superstar. <laughs> I mean, that is true. People were coming back. Apartments were fucking gone. Houses were gone and shit. Yeah. What do you do with that? You turn into Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> That's why niggas and bitches ain't shit. You leave for five years and they just jump on somebody else. <laughs> Them jungle bunnies don't deserve (laughs) nothing. (laughs) Fucking swamp ninjas just swimming on through different kinds of men's. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, so stupid. I don't know what they where that came from. (laughs) So uh, one eye's bigger than the other. So I don't think the the story changed too much from when James Gunn came back, like, you know, got fired to when he finally came back. Um, I think there was originally talk of Taika Waititi um, taking over um, the rest of duties, but I guess they they denied that. Um, According to UVS research, um, he made it, Taika made it clear that the option was never on the table for him, claiming that those are James's films that would be like going to someone's houses and saying, Hey, I'm your new dad. And this is how we make peanut butter sandwiches. Now it feel kind of awkward. I mean, that yeah. would be weird. Cause even though like, you know, they have the handoffs and stuff, that would be weird to take over someone's like franchise. As it started, like you that. know, that's what I'm sure. Like it's, someone's going to hesitate for a long time. If Ryan Coogler says, I don't want to come back for black Panther three. Yeah. People are going to be like, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It would have to be one of the actors. It would have to be mm-hmm. like Lapita saying, I want to direct. Like, because apparently they, they, there's, I imagine there's certain movies where it's like a family. When like, you know, actors, they bullshit all the time. Be like, we were like a family on set and what have you. Um, or like uh, you be saying in the chat, Michael B. Jordan. Because it has to be people that y- you immediately trust. And in something like that, that's so important to the, 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 the community. That, that that's so important um, for the culture. Like you yeah. gotta, it, that would be tough. Um, I think that, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that would, that would, that would be, a, that'd be a hard one. That would be a hard one. If somebody uh, tried to take the helm on that, the only director and he, and he's one of the best actors of all time and probably would think that he could direct this, but I don't think he could pull it off. Denzel. Because Denzel is the, I think Denzel, if he was like, I'm directing Black Panther 3, everyone would be like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like there's just very few black people that could get that vote of confidence from everybody involved. Yeah. 
But again, I don't think he Denzel would be able to pull it off because he's but, never done anything but, like that big. But, but Brandon, but Brandon, yeah. What the what say? <laughs> what would the what say? Oh my god! Keep diversity higher. Who would be who would be the white director who thinks that they could do a Black Panther three? That would have to be like Michael Bay or Tarantino. No, nope. nope. they yeah, would Tarantino. be like they would be like I think I could do it. <laughs> Black Panther says nigger a hundred and seventy two times in the first two minutes. <laughs> yeah, Black Panther is Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> but yeah, this is a. Here I am, <laughs> Wakanda. <laughs> be so fucking nuts. Uh, according to UBS research, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three set the record for the most makeup appliances used in a single film, having more than twenty three thousand prosthetics uh, used across a thousand actors. Holy shit! Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, think of, but real quick, going back to the Black Panther thing, think about it. Uh, Dave Bautista literally, as soon as James Gunn was fired, James uh, Dave Bautista um, stated that he would demand to be released from his contract if the studio did not use the screenplay Gunn had originally written for the film. So mm-hmm. it wasn't even too. It wasn't even also like you fired him, but I remember that they were thinking about rewriting it. Yeah, and he was like, "No, if you're not going to use even like if you're definitely not going to use the script, like we're definitely not doing it." Yeah. Um, because I guess that that's back when like the studios were really afraid of being associated with people. So yeah. if that's what they did to James Gunn back then, you, you know Jonathan Majors is done. They're just not saying it yet. There's yeah. no way. Like you've said in earlier episodes. Yeah. Even if he's clear, there's no way that they. Whew. Yeah. I mean, if oh, even if he's clear, uh, the 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 doubt uh, is yeah. going to be enough that that they can't keep him around. It, it, it's it's just done. He's gonna have to do some. He's gonna have to go on his um, uh, what's what's old dude from the Brady Bunch movies? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Oh my god, who who uh, had sex with the underage girl? Oh my god, Tony Danza? No, Tony Danza. Tony Danza. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't mean to besmirch oh, his the, name. The, the, the streets love him. Oh, oh uh, is it um Betty Ford? No, um. The street, what the streets love him, uh, Tom Jones, uh, <laughs> Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe, yeah, Rob Lowe. He's he, they're gonna have to he's a, they're gonna, he's gonna have to disappear for a while, and then come back. That was not the actor I was gonna think you were gonna compare his crisis to. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. But that's because Rob Lowe was supposed to be in everything, and then he disappeared. And then he just resurfaced, and everybody's just like, "Oh, Rob Lowe, where have you been?" It's like, "Oh yeah, you guys just forgot that I, you know, <laughs> had a sex tape with an underage girl." Oh, does nobody know about that but me? <laughs> I mean, I yeah. think I, re- I remember he got into some shit. Everybody did back all those '80s baby uh, actors that blew up. They got into some shit. Yeah, bro. It, uh, his his shit was was uh was was pretty dark. That yeah, it wasn't. Oh boy, it was good. Well, yeah, I mean, no one ever heard of the Rob Lowe thing. I don't know, but uh, I mean, yeah. So going back to you know the J- Jonathan Majors, he done with the MCU, yo. Because if that's what they did to James Gunn, and he actually did that shit, <laughs> you know, like this ain't gonna be good. Um, yeah. But James Gunn did get invited back because when it's white, it is all right. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, also like they were tweets, you know. Th- that's the thing is like for me. I think it's more about what you actually do than what you what you say or what you tweet, especially. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I get like the the people that were offended by the jokes that like Kevin Hart made on Twitter about you know like positing if I had a gay son, this that and the other. That was definitely yeah. like you know um, ignorant and and not funny to my opinion. Right, I absolutely get that. Do I think it was worth him not being able to do his comedy dream of hosting the Oscars? No. There's nothing I've seen, like, in regards to footage I've been available to and the things I've read and how he presents himself that would make me say, like, he doesn't deserve his dream. You know what I mean? But there are some people who are maliciously bad, who manipulate people, who hurt people, right? But then, though, maybe they don't say anything publicly, so you don't know that they do that. 
Like you got to bring, it's, you just, you got to have context. Right. And I think for me, when someone tweets shit, it's more about like, I can confront them, but then what do they react in person? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You know what I mean? Is it something they still stand behind? Exactly. You see, and and yeah, when, like, when you're putting your hands on somebody, like, that's that's a statement that you don't want to be making. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if, you know, and and I also think part of it is the fact is, um, you know, know, outside of the color uh, aspect of it, uh, Jonathan Major's a big dude. Mm -hmm. So it makes it look even worse. It makes it look even fucking worse that he is that he brutalized a woman yep. to the point where you know he said, and then other people coming out. It's like, yeah, this is kind of a thing with him. Yeah, he ain't got a shot, bro. Yeah, and I know folks might say like, man, these guys keep bringing up Jonathan Majors. It's just because this shit hurts, man. You know, it yeah. it hurts that like this is how um, you know if it's true, black men are expressing themselves and expressing the. And how they treat other people Like that's not fucking okay Like I still well, think here and there about the fucking Will Smith slap I didn't have any stake in the game and shit But that was like a hero to me And to see if that's how he deals with shit No but, So so part of it also and Like, I, like I you, you said in the chat That's some juicy shit <laughs> That's the new thing I was like, I, I was talking to someone uh, yeah. who, who reached out on the side on uh, Instagram and is like, I think that also black actors or, or just people, black people in the public eye need to realize that you can't be with the bullshit and think that you're going to get a second chance. Hmm. No way in history has that really worked out for us on a lot on, you know, for, especially for major stuff. You fuck up, you're done. And like, yeah, it sucks, and, and but it's the way of the world, and the fact like they really need to move differently. Be you know, surround themselves with positivity, positive people, and just don't be with the with the dumb shit. Because if you get caught up, you're gone, bro. Mm-hmm. You're gone. We don't get a second chance. We're not Ezra Miller. So, the, and like that's the thing that I hope that a lot of people are taking from that. Is just like, hey, actually, there's a thing that I hope that young uh, people are taking from that because I feel like with the world uh, the way it is, a lot of people have forgotten that we do operate under separate rules in this world. uh, That like young people realize, like, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to, you know, not be on dumb stuff because, you know, if something goes wrong, I'm finished. Mm -hmm. I grew up that way and I knew that. But a lot of people like they don't subscribe to that anymore. It's like, oh well, you know, it's it's not unjust. Like the world ain't fair, and it's never been fair for us, and it sucks. But that's the nature of the of the world. Yeah, and that's why uh, you know, yeah, and that's why <laughs> when uh, Drax refuses to share his Zagnarts, you know, that's what happens. He gets frustrated. He gets upset. I hate you. Mantis gets upset. I had to bring it back to the movie, you know? We were going to get it going on a rant there. Yeah, um, yeah, we did. I did love that that, that whole Zargnuts thing, though, was a call back to the holiday special, because I was like, I feel like there was a bit about Zargnuts in that weird Kevin Bacon Christmas special. Did you watch that? No. That shit was weird, because <laughs> it's like Star-Lord, he's still down about, like, you know, Gamora and stuff, and mm-hmm. so they're like, uh, they say... <laughs> They say, uh, you actually might think it's funny because they talk about how Footloose, right? Like, and how uh, Starlet said that, like, Kevin Bacon's the best actor in the world or some shit. And so <laughs> they go to Earth to kidnap Kevin Bacon. So it, it actually is kind of funny because it's just like, because you re- remember that, oh, like, he hasn't seen a movie past Footloose. <laughs> so, yeah. Or at least, like, a human, like, an Earth movie. Yeah. Because yeah. in theory, he should have seen other cinematic adventures in space or something. Oh, like in well, some I form, mean, right? No, because they're, um, uh, those those waves aren't reaching out that far. He's in another fucking galaxy, bro. Uh, that's right. It is called Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, <laughs> which is so crazy because it's in a galaxy. So how come Sylvester Stallone still can't fix whatever the fuck is wrong with his face in space? Because when he popped up in that one scene with uh, Gamora, I was like, ooh, he he don't look good. <laughs> he, don't, he don't look good. I don't know if that's how he looks now 
Or that's just the way Dolan they did the makeup for him? He got a big old head. <laughs> I mean, and part of that is probably all the steroids he was taking. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, he's, he's got a Barry Bonds head. <laughs> Dude, it's... And Botox, yes, you're right, the UVA. But like that head, no, that's but that's a Botox and steroids head. Yeah, his he, head is his head is huge. And then he just like <laughs> just like man, this man's got a lot going on. Uh, I mean, it's it's like Vin Diesel is doing his best alone. He at this point, yes, he is. Yeah, Vin Diesel has the kind of voice now where I'm like, I would tell him if I were at dinner with Vin Diesel and he talked the way he talks in Fast Ten, I'd be like. I think you need to see a doctor. <laughs> like, that's not normal. <laughs> your voice shouldn't sound like that. Enunciate, nigga. Open your mouth. It's like, you sound like you're choking on gravel. Please see a doctor, bro. Um, but yeah, that. Good mother, dad. Yeah. Gamora being in charge of uh, um, the uh, Star Lord's old crew, like, and Yondo's old crew was interesting. Um, I thought they would probably use that more, but they really didn't, which is kind of weird. Um, but I did like the whole like uh, the quick flashy Yondo. That was that was like a nice little yeah, little As, like like a force uh, yeah yeah like a force vision whatever. That was cool. Um, I did like all the stuff with the high evolutionary. I thought that that was cool. I thought the Nathan Fillion uh, cameo went on a little bit too long. I thought that mm. bit like you know about the the one dude that he like is annoyed by he's like oh yeah like there's always one in your yeah in your staff that you have to deal with and stuff i thought that that was like it, it reminded me of uh the bit in dr strange too with billy campbell you know sam raimi always had bruce oh, campbell yeah, 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 yeah. he always has that dude in the movies it, it felt like that that bit yeah oh, i was just kind of like i i don't need this in my life i know a lot of people are giving james gunn uh shit because his wife is uh one of the the people working in that like alien prison thing but I'm like, that's why you do some of this shit. You can get your people his, his work. Brother, his brother is uh, what's that? Rocket Raccoon, and also the dude with the the hawk Yondo Hawk thing now. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, he's not his brother's not Rocket Raccoon. No, his brother plays Rocket Raccoon like when they're filming on set, though. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, he's like in a okay, suit yeah, and shit. Like it's that. actually kind of cool. Yeah, uh, Craglin. Yeah. Um, but it's it's that's what people do. They they put their family in movies and shit like that. And listen, if you're not using your position to put your people on, you're not doing it right. Exactly. Also, I think Jennifer Holland's really hot, so I'm all good with that. Um, but yeah, I I actually um this so Guardians three is interesting because I put it above Guardians two in regards to entertainment, and I I really enjoyed uh the fight scene at the end where they're in the high evolutionaries like uh, chamber or whatever. And it's like to the Beastie Boys, and they're shooting the fuck out of all those things, all those soldiers yeah. and stuff. I was like, that might be my favorite Guardians action scene. Um, but I, I did like the, I did like the the story with Rocket, and I liked how everything kind of wrapped up. It just wasn't what I was expecting, and what I wasn't what I had been marketed to. So I felt let down by that. You know what yeah. I mean? I felt like it's like, it's one thing if it's one trailer that didn't see you wait said like somebody's gonna die or. Something like that. But then when you get like three, you're kind of like, oh, wow. Like, okay, they're preparing me for a heavy, heavy movie, probably. Yeah. And then, I we, mean, technically, they did give you a heavy movie. Well, when you watch animals catch some bullets upside this head, <laughs> you know, that's, you know, these cute little otters and shit, they're just, you know, catching the snipe snipe. Yeah. No, that, well, that's tough. It's it's tough for me because I, I, and I've said this before on this show, I, have grown like I become more and more disturbed by how much I think uh, humans, especially uh, women, white women particularly, seem to value animal like lives over human lives, mm-hmm. and that's incredibly disturbing to me. And I understand like animal cruelty is a big thing; like it freaks me to fuck out and it makes obviously me feel uh, sorry for, for the animals that would be in that situation, right? But I've also seen white women react. Like, they lost a family member. They lost <laughs> yeah. a family member to an imaginary dog that died. But then when you bring up, you know, I'm thinking about one personal situation where we brought up George Floyd, and it was like, oh, that was that was that was sad. You know, like very passive. Yeah. And it's like, 
okay. But, I mean, that, I mean, but Brandon, that, I know, that's, 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 you know, not defending anybody, but people are going to care about things that mean I something. Know, to them. If somebody loses a family uh, dog, that's one thing. When somebody, oh sees no, this is a dog in a movie. Person, huh? This was oh, a dog like, from a movie. Like Marley and me. Yeah, it was like it was like. Oh, I can't believe they killed that dog in that movie. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah, because people was like, "Oh, animals are innocent." Then <laughs> what is everyone else? <laughs> we also are animals too. Well, I mean, let's not say black folks. Specifically. <laughs> no, no, you specifically. racist son of a bitch. <laughs> you racist son of a bitch. But yes, we as human beings are inherently, we are animals. We are just yeah. at the top of the food chain when it really comes down to it. Are we though? Uh, I mean, we are. Te- technically, because our technology, you know, the way we run the world has actually elevated us to the top of the food chain. Now, if it was mm. just us, you know, with a rock and, and, and these fisticuffs, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and these fucking African soup bones. No, we're not. We're not at the top. But, you know, uh, with uh, the way we the uh, the way we've uh, hacked the world, we we be, we became the, the top mm. of the food chain. OK. Nice. We got to get humbled every now and again. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't. (laughs) Wave, here you come. (laughs) I can't swim. Now that's racist. Because you know damn well we can swim. Not when a wave crashes on your neck. (laughs) Well, it depends on how big the wave is. Are we talking like the. Are we talking like the deaf waves that we always are definitely afraid about? Bro. The ones where you look across and it's just nothing but wave. It's just a wall coming at you. And you're just like, well. I, you know what's crazy is I was thinking about that exact thing when I was walking to Venice Beach like two weekends ago. I thought, uh-huh. I thought about you know the wall. I thought about mm. the wall of water. And I was like, if that happened right now, I, I strangely feel at peace with that. Because there's nothing. There's literally nothing you could do. Yeah. It's just kind of like, okay. Hey, let's go. The worst part would be, I think the worst part in that scenario would be if the the wave that like the, you know, the impact of the wave didn't kill me instantly. I think if I were still conscious and like part of the wave and then the water and the ship floating by that's, that would be worse. That'd be far, far worse for me. So, uh, you know, not to bring the podcast down, but I'm about to, uh, I don't know that you guys see the, the story. Uh, there's a graduation cruise. Oh, the kid jumped off, right? Kid jumped overboard. Did you see the video? No. He jumps overboard and he's obviously drunk, and they throw him a you know you know a a buoy, but you know it's dark, so he can't see it. He's in the middle of the ocean. They're saying like, uh, there. I think there's a shark, a shark right there. But at night, those boats are moving too fast. So like, imagine how scared he must have been. He's sitting in the middle of the ocean, watching that uh ship just pull away from him. He can't get the buoy because you know. The current's gonna push it, and he can't see anything, and, and then he's and then it's just done. Yeah, they didn't find him because he he ain't around. But the other end is he could have got sucked right into the propellers. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, there's nothing good that comes of that. That's just so dark. It's just like, but that just shows the fragility of life. Like one mistake, boom, it's over. <laughs> Holy shit! How do we get here? <laughs> I don't know, baby. I don't know, baby. I don't like it. I don't like it. Because 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 we're watching the movie where we thought everybody was going to get their swan song, <laughs> and we got honey dicked out of death, so we're bringing up death to make us feel good about the fact that there's still death in the world. <laughs> I like that save because I was just like, man, this is very. Where boring. is he going? Yeah, because it was like when when Rocket's friends got killed. The, yeah, that was sad as fuck. I'm like, Jesus Christ, because you also get why he's so angry. And yeah. like he, you know, he's so cynical. Exactly. And then it's also like they were so cute. Those animals were so cute, except for the walrus one. That kind of freaked me out. But you know, but that's why I say, man, gotta kill them kids. <laughs> so we did get some Patriot thoughts in Guardians of the Galaxy Three. And remember, folks, if you sign up a Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Media Popcorn, you get your Patriot thought read on the show. First up is Sean T. He wrote, I really enjoyed it. A great send-off to the cast and characters. And dude that played the villain performance is brilliant. Terrence mm-hmm. Kershaw wrote, best Marvel movie since Spider-Man No Way Home. Perfect wrap-up to their story. Jerry Broddick Jr. wrote, I agree with the gentleman above. <laughs> this was a perfect send-off and a great start for the new and old members of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm eager. I'm really eager to see the direction that James Gunn takes the DCEU. 
Damon A. Williams wrote, I thought it was a great conclusion to the saga, but I was convinced that most of the team wasn't going to make it. But pleasant surprise, they did, except for Peter. That nigga needed to die. The snap was all his fault. Uh, all right. James Brooks wrote, James Gunn has the biggest balls in MCU, formally. They were real stakes from the beginning. He kept making you think, oh, shit, this character is going to die, die. And then Sid Tobias wrote, I never cried and smiled so hard at a movie than this one. Incredible. Shout outs to James Gunn. Rocket is probably my favorite MCU character now with all the new variants going forward in the Marvel Universe. Okay. So those are the Patriot thoughts about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Don't disagree with most of that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, that was pretty spot on. I mean, I do, I don't know, this might just be me after Scream 6, but I do think it's a little bit of a a, a lame, lame out to, to not kill nobody. You know, it would have been cool to see someone die. I, I was prepared if, for Drax. Could, I was ready. If you, could, <clears throat> if you could kill somebody outside of Drax, because it seems like because he was like, mm-hmm. I'm not coming back. Yeah. Because I think that was most uh, obvious. Who would it be? I would say probably uh, Star-Lord. Okay. Yeah. I would go with, like, uh, you said Peter. I'd say Star-Lord, yeah. Have him sacrifice himself for... The team, maybe for Gamora to like, you know, so he could be with her in the afterlife. We could have got a sweet like, you know, moment where they both have the headphones on and the afterlife and listen to the song before that fades out, something like that. Um, yeah, I I would say uh, Gamora. Mm, kill her again. Yeah, because yeah. nobody expects that, and you know she actually goes and then like, obviously, uh, so like. Uh, Peter ends up having to, you know, realize like, oh, she's really, really gone. Mm. And then either he's forced to move on, which makes which makes him leave uh, space and go back to Europe. Yeah, I think uh, James Gunn though is a little bit too. Uh, I think he'd be cautious about uh, killing a woman just to make a, a man realize, you know, what they're lacking in life. You know what I mean? What get, uh, killing a woman <laughs> make a man feel real pain? Well, uh, make feel a man pain twice. Make a man rediscover his manness, you know, or something like that. It's yeah. you know, I get what you're saying. It's just uh, I gotta think like the studio now because that's how I gotta get shit made. Because these niggas are too stupid. All they do is go for <laughs> IP and shit. <laughs> Brandon, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking myself out of money right now. I'm just move walking out <laughs> out the bank. Uh, by the way, I am writing a script, Justin, that has your bank rant um, from Blank Check. It's not like verbatim or anything like that, but I essentially uh, talk about how no bank has a billion dollars in it. <laughs> and the bank, pull a million dollars out of a bank. The, the bank robbers find out in the worst way. <laughs> like, nigga, we ain't got that kind of money. Um, so, Justin, break down our, our rating system so we can grade uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. All right, guys, so we rate movies bags of popcorn, small, medium, large, and the XL for the exceptional. If a film doesn't deserve any popcorn, we throw it into the dog shit pile. We pile piles and piles of dog shit on top of it. So, Brandon, we sat down and we watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, mm-hmm. starring Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, uh, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, um, uh, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Will Poulter, Sean Gunn. I mean, fucking James Gunn. Uh, Chooch. Uh, Chooch Wundi, I can't say his last name. I'm I'm gonna fuck it up because I already fucked up his uh, first name, and and also Sly Stallone. But uh, what say you, sir? Yeah, this gets a large. This gets a large. Like I said, I liked it better than Guardians Two. Um, I still think Guardians One's like a classic for me, just because from start to finish, like I I just love that movie. Um, but this did a really good job, like wrapping up some storylines. But again, like it feels like they could revisit any of these characters at any time. So there does. A lot of people are talking about closure, but I didn't really feel that in any sense of the word uh, from this film. I, I kind of felt like this is a way for them to wrap up if they chose to, but I wouldn't be surprised if the money is right if everyone just pots back and in some capacity. Um, but nonetheless, I thought it was a, it was a good story. Um, there's some really cool um, shots uh, and songs in this, so I enjoyed it. What about you, Justin? Yeah, I'm gonna give this a large, man. I, I think it really hit all the points. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, 
it, it gave you something to cry about. You know, the action uh, was great. Uh, you know, it was a great story. Uh, we got to learn a lot about these characters, you know, uh, more backstory and flesh out for those characters that we didn't have a, a, a enough about a la a Rocket, Rocket Raccoon. And uh, it just it just really hit the spot uh, for me. And it really made me just like, oh, man, it's like I wish we had one more in us. But like, I understand why we're, mm. you know, why we're here. And, you know, you really appreciate uh, what we had in these three movies. Yeah. I wonder, do you think that if if they continue with like the new gardens that we saw, right? It's like Rocket, uh, one of the children that they saved from the high evolutionary, um, you know, prison or whatever um adam warlock and groot and then mm. kragan right so it's five mm. of them do you think we get and the dog that's right you mentioned the yeah, dog, the dog. Uh, you know don't who the voice the of that dog was no maria baklava from uh borat too <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that was a funny gag between like you know he calls her a bad dog at the beginning and so the yeah. whole rest of the movie she's like please tell me i'm not a bad dog <laughs> take it back <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying before I wanted that? Um, the dog. I mean, oh, if uh, they give us, you know, uh, they keep that oh, story. Yeah, if they the keep those characters, do we get another Guardian sequel, or do they, we just get them popping up in like Avengers movies or other character stories? Uh, I, I think it'll be a while before we get a Guardian sequel. If okay. that, if, if that were to happen, I think they're going to be. Uh, characters that are going to pop up here and there got it okay yeah i don't i don't it's interesting because i'm like i'm worried that they'll bring back a bunch of these characters and have them pop up and so it won't really feel like closure the way that the commercials made it feel but at the same time i can also i still really think that fahey is working towards that secret wars and he's just going to fucking set everything at zero and just focus on mutants going forward because it's so much easier to keep yeah. keep track of if everyone's complaining about the the continuity and the, the different bro no it's in, not the mutants are 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 far more convoluted than the rest of you these think guys. so yeah bro yeah i mean oh. just cyclops his whole family is nuts his father fucking uh takes off in space and 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 you know you know you know fucking green women and having all these uh random kids his brother is a fucking star and like it's just weird shit like all over like oh. like um basically um uh cyclops is kind of the main character and he's just like a torch it's almost like he's like a child star and like professor x is taking advantage of him his whole entire life and like yeah this yeah the mutant stories are crazy and that's just cyclops uh being like the, the in the forefront Oh. Jean Grey, the fucking oh um, yeah, I mean she's fucked up, yeah. It's... Yo, no, but that's like talk, just talk about trying to do this Phoenix Fort uh, Force outside of Jean Grey, like the the White Hot Room, all that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Yo, nuts, nuts. Okay. That's that's like yeah, I stand corrected. Has, has nothing has nothing on fucking uh, you know. Then you got start throwing in the time uh, skips. People come from the future, other uh, realities and shit like that. Yeah, it's nuts. All right, I, I stand corrected then. Oh, oh, oh yeah, you corrected it. <laughs> All right, well, folks, that is our review on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. We hope you enjoyed this, Mama Jamma. You know, you can follow me at American Cons, AmericanCons.com, all the social media platforms. Come fuck with me in person in Brooklyn for Comedy Outliers, the Brooklyn series, starting on Friday, July seventh at Union Hall in Brooklyn. Get tickets for that at AmericanCons.com. And then remember, you can follow the show at Medium P Podcast and all the social media platforms. Be sure to subscribe at YouTube.com slash Medium Popcorn so you get a about all future episodes as well as celebrity interviews on the channel. Justin, if people want to follow you and support the show financially, what can they do, my brother? Guys, you can follow me at JBrownDidIt on the socials, but you can support this show at Patreon.com slash Medium Popcorn. We got $2, $5, $10, $15 packages on Patreon. If you love the show, you want our back episodes. You want bonus episodes. You mm -hmm. want more monthly episodes. You want just shit that you didn't even think that you needed in your life, as well as Tubi Nights. You need to be on Patreon. Again, that's patreon.com slash medium popcorn. And please leave us a voicemail, 347-508-0978. And shit, you know, leave us a review. Get your dicks hard. That's right. Come and get hard, y'all. Let it fly. All right. 
talk to you soon. Peace. Peace. Medium popcorn. We are two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brandon Collins. That's me. And Justin Brown for your moving needs. Medium popcorn. Woo! You haven't seen it? Well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pisses or you're fun.